In the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. In the time of censorship, non-compliance is key. From an undisclosed location in FEMA Region 10, it's your host, Joshua Michael. For many years, the secret government has been importing drugs and selling them to the people, mainly the poor and minority. Social welfare programs were put into place to create a dependent, non-working element in our society. The government then began to remove these programs to force people into a criminal class that did not exist in the 50s and 60s. The government encouraged the manufacture and importation of military firearms for the criminals to use. This is intended to foster a feeling of insecurity, which would lead the American people to voluntarily disarm themselves by passing laws against firearms. Using drugs and hypnosis on mental patients in a process called Orion, the CIA inculcated the desire in these people to open fire on schoolyards and thus inflame the anti-gun lobby. This plan is well underway and so far is working perfectly. The middle class is begging the government to do away with the Second Amendment. The media will convince the American people that a state of anarchy exists within the major cities. When public opinion has been won to this idea, they intend to state that a terrorist group armed with a nuclear weapon has entered the United States and that they plan to detonate this device in one of our cities. The government will then suspend the Constitution and declare martial law. A secret alien army of implanted humans and all dissidents, which translates into anyone they choose, will be rounded up and placed in the one-mile-square concentration camp, which already exists. Are the people whom they intend to place in these concentration camps destined to make up the reported batch consignment of slave labor needed by the space colony? The media, radio, TV, newspapers, and computer networks will be nationalized and seized. Anyone who resists will be taken or killed. This entire operation was rehearsed by the government and military in 1984 under the codename Rex 84 Alpha, and it went off without a hitch. When these events have transpired, the secret government and our alien takeover will be complete. Your freedom will never be returned, and you will live in slavery for the remainder of your life. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for joining me today on this December 17th, 2022. We are staring at the eyes of the abyss to an unknown future, and only it's up to us to be able to determine what that future is going to be. Now, it's the tale of two cities, the best of times, it's the worst of times. We are fighting hand-in-hand, toe-to-toe combat with the technocratic elite of scientists that think you're stupid, they think you're dumbed down, they don't think that you have what it takes to fight back but I think they underestimated us, didn't they? There have been massive, massive, massive amounts of victories going on all over the world. But at the same time, these guys aren't flinching at all. 
They are moving forward with their agenda because they have to. They are committed 100% to the future and the end of civilization as we know it. They are absolutely 100% committed. Right in the jaws of defeat, they are right there, right at that grasp of locking down humanity for decades if we allow them to continue. Now, in the past week or two since we spoke, there has been such a giant awakening happening and people are are getting shocked out of their trance and they're fighting back, they're filing lawsuits, they're filing complaints and, uh, and they are not going quietly into the night. Humanity is rising and that is a phenomenal thing that you guys need to understand that it is all of us together fighting these people and being aware with what's going on, which is going to get us out of this and allow us to have a beautiful, prosperous golden age into the future. We have that at our grasp. We have that with our capability. Not all technology needs to be bad. Not all technology is bad. It's just being used against us right now because we've been letting them develop things that aren't for our best interests, that take the human equation out of the equation. So we're building things to make us irrelevant. And we've talked about this on past shows, but one of them being uh, self-checkout, right? Self-checkout, what does that do? That makes the company uh, have more money because labor costs is the most expensive expense in most businesses. So they cut the labor out. What does that mean? Less employment, less employees needed to operate. Right. And so that's why they're doing things like that. And they have excuses. Yeah. Inflation. You could, you could say inflation, which inflation is a huge thing. And I don't know. Uh, Mike Adams was talking about this morning about the price index for vegetables for the month of November has gone up 38%, 38% on the consumer price index uh, for statistics on prices, 38% in one month. Now, if that's not inflation, I don't know what is. That's indirect taxing on your bank accounts, on your hard-earned money, on your careers. Everything that you've worked for in your life is being robbed from you through things like inflation. One of the best representations that I've seen uh, for this, I don't know if you guys have seen that movie called In Time with Justin Timberlake. Really interesting, really fascinating. So basically the premise is that... Uh, you know, these babies are born with a year's worth of time and they have a clock on their arm. It's really science fiction-y, pretty cool, kind of a cool concept. Uh, But the year doesn't start until they're 25, right? And then you can transfer time between each other and there's these poor pockets and communities. And then there's these upper class, kind of like a a Hunger Games-esque type scenario where there's like 12 layers and then you get to the super elitist and they're basically just sucking time from all the other uh, regions, right? That the, the poverty. And uh, one of the main guys on there has like a million years worth of time. So essentially he can live for a million years, obviously if he's not killed, but he can live based on his clock because that's his clock. He's got this and everything else. But one of the interesting thing is 
and I don't want to give too much of the movie away if you haven't seen it, but it's a phenomenal uh, uh, representation of what inflation does and how the controllers, these central banks and stuff, literally put their thumb on us if we get too far out of line and indirectly tax us through things like inflation because they're constantly manipulating our currencies and everything else. And think about this. This is an interesting meme, and then I'll get back to the story but. Uh, interesting meme I saw floating around the other day that says, as long as the government continues to print money, why should I pay taxes? And that's an interesting paradigm. Why should you pay taxes if the Federal Reserve Bank is just creating money out of thin air? Why do they need our taxes? And the answer is simple, to control us and to continue to keep us under their thumb. So anyways, back to the movie. Uh, they steal this million-year bank and then they go to the poorest community and they just give everybody all of this time. So everybody's getting all of these years. Now, more now, most importantly, they're usually used to, uh, you know, living day to day to where they only have like maybe 24 hours on their clock. And once their clock runs out, boom, they're dead. They run out. So they're constantly like working and doing stuff. And when they work, they get paid with time. So really fascinating. But Anyways, they take a million years to these poor communities and, uh, and distribute it out to the entire population. Well, then the people basically um, go crazy and they're like, screw this. We, don't, we got all the time in the world. Now we don't have to go to work. They stop working in their factories. They stop producing all this nonsense. They stop doing all that. Then they start going into the other regions. Now, what do the elitists in the movie do? They raise the price of everything to suck up all of that time back into the industry. So suddenly somebody who usually had 24 hours to live and they're constantly just getting more time and getting more time, suddenly they got 10 years. Well, now a glass of milk or a quart of milk costs $12 or 12, 12 minutes when it used to cost three minutes. So what they did is they incrementally just raised everything brrr, super fast to suck up all of that time. Now, here's my allegory and here's, here's my metaphor. Basically, all of the surplus and the great things that Trump did for our economy, he turned the industries back on, he brought jobs back, he created the highest tax revenue incurred ever for the United States because people were happy to pay taxes because everybody was making money. Businesses were expanding. Things were exploding. Everything was just industry. Boom, 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 boom. Great things happening all the time. Okay. So what do they have to do? What do these terrorists who control the White House, these communist uh, global cartels, what do they do to get all of that back? They raise inflation. They increase inflation tenfold. Now, there are some other criticisms that uh, some people do not address, and I like to address it because I'm all about getting the truth out. I don't care what side of the fence. I'm not a Trump super loyalist to where I'll let him get away with anything. I do not, I do not like the fact that he still continues to this day to defend the shots, which is now killing people in droves everywhere. People are collapsing. I think FIFA... They had three or four reporters now. I don't remember if it's three or four. I, I, I only recall three, but I think I just heard another one. Three reporters collapse during their reporting of this soccer tournament that happened over the past couple of weeks. 
right? And if that's not apparent, people are like, I don't know what happened. We don't know. We don't know what's going on. We don't know. They just suddenly collapsed. They died suddenly. Now, if you haven't seen the Died Suddenly documentary, I highly recommend it. DiedSuddenly.info. Check it out. It is phenomenal and crystallizing for what's going on in the world. Now, Marcola came out a couple weeks ago talking about vaccine shedding. Um, I want to get into that, but more importantly, what I want to talk about in the next segment is our rights and reasserting our rights and what we need to do as individual citizens to defend against our rights and understand that we have God-given rights in this world. And if we don't exercise them, and if we don't push back on these people, they're going to be taken away. And I know a lot of you understand that now because you're starting to push back in every way, whether it's the parents at the Clackamas County School Board meeting, you know, or it's the uh, citizen journalists that are exposing um, the pedophilia and the child trafficking at the Texas border, you know, with Project Veritas, or getting in the face of uh, AOC and saying how hypocritical she is at her own conferences and meetings, and or if it's these other gun owners and gun uh, stores that are pushing back against the state and the federal governments, basically stating you guys are violating our, our rights completely. And there's some great news going on with Measure 114. Now, we haven't won. There's no major victories going on. But as of right now, they're in a standstill and we're waiting. I think the next court case is on the 26th of December. And I don't know if that's the federal or the Harney County. I don't know if you guys have been following it. But basically, Harney County judge has struck down uh, the magazine ban. So as of right now, that's great. But there's still so many elements to this ridiculous bill, it's not even a bill, measure, um, that was, I think, stolen uh, from our broken ballot system, which is why it comes down to probably the most important thing and the most important topic uh, to focus on is election fraud. And I think people are overlooking it now um, and and they're just moving past it. It's like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, everybody passed that measure. Now we got to fight the measure rather than how, how, do, how, how do we just fight the fact that the measure was probably not passed and not supported, but they pushed it through just like they pushed Kotec through, just like they are pushing the 111 through or the 110, measure 110. And it's just an, an astronomical amount and a slippery slope. And that's why it's important to maintain your elections. You're listening to Noncompliant America. I'm Joshua Michael, and we will be right back. Thanks for listening. Hey, thanks for listening. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at noncompliantus. Forgive me for my wrongs, I Broadcasting have just from the formal state of Oregon in FEMA Region 10, it's your host, Joshua Michael. Oh yeah, welcome back, folks. What a fascinating time we're living in, isn't it? How honored are we that we get to fight these tyrants that have been operating in the shadows for years, where there's great people like William Cooper, Ron Paul, 
Barry Goldwater, you know, and essentially all of the people that, uh, that came before us that were warning us that were seen as kooks. Think of all the people that, you know, were uh, quietly arkansided or assassinated, you know, for exposing the Clintons and their pedophile rings or their drug uh, cartel ties or their um, different things that they just essentially have gotten away with. Uh, but now it's all coming out, isn't it? Now, recent release of the JFK files, really fascinating, uh, really liberates a lot of the conspiracies um, that uh, that have been floating around for years. And so it makes you wonder, and, and this this is kind of the, the, the point that, uh, that I want to make, you know, until we get into our next topic, talking about, you know, vaccinated blood versus unvaccinated blood and different, different things that are happening. But is the, the reason that these uh, propaganda machines and propaganda wings go so far to gaslight and to lie and to essentially hold the line of the nonsense, and nobody does it better than Fauci. He's probably the biggest liar uh, that we have seen and the biggest gaslighter that we have seen in decades. You know, Joseph Mingala uh, 2.0 is, uh, that's what Alex calls him, uh, which is true. And, and that's the, the, the great arbiter of death, you know, that oversaw, you know, the concentration camps and was experimenting on all the Jews uh, when they were incarcerated. Uh, and in these camps, you know, that's a that's an overlooked aspect um, uh, of they weren't just exterminating um, the Jewish population. They were actually experimenting on them and running uh, psychological uh, threshold tests and the entire country and the countries that they were captured. They were running sociological tests on the public on what they could get them to do, what they could get them to uh, and, and we're undergoing those same things right now, coincidentally, especially considering that 36,000 uh, Nazi scientists came to America immediately following World War II. So what did they do? They essentially set up the CIA and all these different dark programs that we're fighting against now with the misinformation campaigns and, this, and the social, uh, social construction of ideas and thoughts. Uh, in which they're controlling society. That was a similar thing that was happening in the uh, early 30s and 40s um, in Germany. But, you know, I digress. What I'm getting at is that there are people that, you know, that are just gaslighting, pushing a thing. So if we're able to unwind just one little piece of yarn, such as the COVID vaccine is harmful. The COVID vaccine is killing people. People are collapsing unknowingly. Massive increase in heart attacks, 83% increase in miscarriages. I mean, just the list goes on. I mean, you don't have to look very far at all. Even the VARS report, uh, the vaccine adverse reaction uh, statistic website, even that's wrong. There's it, It's way more than that. And I think Harvard or, yeah, I think it was Harvard that did a study that said basically, Whatever's reported on there, multiply that by 10. And in some studies, they said by 100, which means it's just catastrophic, which would explain why there are delays at the airport, why we're having, uh, you know, police officer issues and responding and just staffing issues. I know that uh, I think it was Lynn County, the Lynn County or one of the cities in Lynn County have announced that they're no longer going to incarcerate people because they just can't afford to keep their jails open. 
right? Think about that. Now, do you think that's because police don't want to work anymore because they're getting defunded and all the nonsense tied in with that? Perhaps you could argue that. Um, so this was from Lebanon, right? To net temporary municipal jail closure. So on dead, this is Leb Lebanon City Council approved this for immediate release. December 14, 2022, the Lebanon City Council approved a request from the Lebanon Police Chief Frank Stevenson and the city manager, Nancy Brewer, temporarily closed the Lebanon Municipal Jail for no more than 18 months. They're saying 18 months, but just like two weeks, just two weeks, just two weeks to slow the spread. Remember that? This will probably be closed indefinitely. They won't be able to reopen it because it's much more, much harder for the government to actually do something and restart something than it is for them just to shut it down, right? Now, this is wokeism. This is Biden's America. This is what happens when you force vaccinate, you know, a group and or make people quit because they choose to be in control of their body. What happens? Industries implode. Lebanon jail housed adults in custody who were sentenced in jail time for low uh, misdemeanor offenses for failure to appear, failure to comply, et cetera, et cetera. Over the years, there have been discussions surrounding the need for dedicated jail staff. However, due to limited resources, no dedicated staff has been added. So that means they don't have any more resources. So they're closing that up. So now the low bearing fruit, which are, you know, low-bearing criminals, crime, theft, robberies, you know, just heinous little low-bearing crimes. Guess what? They're going to, that's going to go up now because all they did was publicly announce and said, hey, we're not enforcing some of this stuff anymore. Kind of like what the city of Salem did a few weeks or excuse me, over the summer where they basically said, hey, these particular crimes, any thefts over 1200 bucks and this and that, you know, we're just not going to enforce those anymore. We're, we're just overstaffed. We can't afford it. You know, we can't handle all that stuff. So we're just not even going to do it. But then what do they do? They publish it in the Statesman Journal. And so what happens? The public's like, what the heck? You guys aren't doing it? Then what happens? Oh, crime explodes. Homeless populations are crazy. I was driving down the road the other day on Hawthorne. I was on the freeway and there was this bum out there and he had these giant logs I'm talking probably five feet long stacked up like a teepee and he had like a full-on in this middle of this field he had a full-on raging bonfire going on and there was a there was a fire truck sitting right there looking at him and he was just sitting there warming up his hands and he had this raging fire going on and all I could think of was you know, is the fire department literally just having to watch this guy warm up his hands and they can't do anything? Well, the police certainly can't arrest him because their hands are tied. And the new police chief for the city of Salem is a joke. You know, so what do we do? What do we do? Because our cu culture and our country is collapsing right now. We'll be right back. It's time to unmask the truth and expose the lies. The occupied forces do not want you to hear this broadcast. Breaking through the censorship and delivering raw, unedited content, it's Joshua Michael with Non-Compliant America. 
Welcome back, folks. Welcome back. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, real quick, just want to make a couple little plugs here. If you like my show, you're listening to my show on KSLM 104.3, be sure to follow me uh, on Twitter at noncompliantus, all one word, at noncompliantus. You can find me on Twitter uh, or find my podcast at noncompliantamerica.com. Now, why do we do this? Why is it's important? Because censorship is uh, as great as it is. Um, it could be cracked down at any moment. Now, we're having ginormous victories. If you are not on Twitter right now, now I'm not glorifying Elon Musk, but he's doing a great job. Okay. He's doing awesome at exposing, slow dripping it, dragging it out. Um, not just doing one big dump. So where they can just cover everything up and cover all the gold mines. He is incrementally creating a narrative. And I don't know if you've been on there. They have these thing, this thing called Twitter spaces. And uh, a couple people are doing phenomenal Twitter spaces. And basically what Twitter spaces are, are just open debates and open discussions that people uh, are having on Twitter. So it's like, uh, it's like a Zoom call without video. It's like, uh, you know, Microsoft Teams or Skype or something like that, except you can go on Twitter and literally just join these chat rooms where people are having conversations. Now, I want to uh, I want to talk about a couple key conversations. There's this guy named Mario Nafal. I think I, I don't know if I'm saying it right, but it's at Mario Nafal, N-A-W-F-A-L. And he is is kind of really taking the reins on a lot of these giant debates. So he's having people on like Kim.com. He has Elon Musk talking. So Elon Musk is sitting there on his jet and he joins into these Twitter spaces and they have conversations about uh, things like censorship and what Elon's plans are and how he's combating against these things and what, you know, he's going to be unwinding some of the uh, censorship and oversight with all these tyrannical FBI agents and CIA rogue individuals that are really communists working for the deep state and the Democrats uh, on censoring opposition. Uh, Elon has basically pledged to get rid of that. And it, we can see that. So now when you're on Twitter and you're having your experiences on Twitter, it's, you can tell that it is more just raw, unfiltered content. People are able to say whatever they want. So if you're not on Twitter yet, definitely get on Twitter. And when you do find me non-compliant us at non-compliant us. That's, that's my Twitter handle. Um, I'm on true social. I'm on all that stuff. True social is boring. You know, I, I, I get it. I get its purpose. Um, but you know, it, it, Twitter's Twitter's where it's at right now, folks. So it's not the end all be all, but, um, it's good right now. And it's what we need right now because what's happening. And just like what Trump did in 2016, uh, you know, when he started talking about things like election fraud, that wasn't really a topic that anybody would touch. Nobody would touch it with a 10-foot pole uh, because everybody was scared to. And so Trump created a pathway for people to talk about topics just like that. Another one, medical freedom. Medical freedom was never anything that anybody really talked about besides maybe Rand Paul, uh, Ron Paul. But Rand Paul's phenomenal. I wish he would be more hardcore and kind of come out because I think he would be a real contender for president. I would vote for Rand Paul over DeSantis, over Trump, over anybody, because I think that he is the smartest, uh, understanding he knows geopolitics. Uh, he, you know, he's just, 
he's been in the industry and been in that realm for so long. And I feel like Rand Paul has really uh, earned his stripes and has proven himself to be for the people uh, on all accounts. Going after Fauci now is just another chink uh, uh, star, you know, on his badge of honor because he doesn't back down. Now, he doesn't get enough attention because he's pretty modest. Um, but, uh, but Rand Paul 2024, that's the thing I would like to see. I would like to see uh, maybe a DeSantis Paul uh, 24 or a Rand Paul and Tulsi Gabbard. Uh, 24, kind of what I'm looking at. I, I, I don't really know how I feel about DeSantis. You know, a lot of people, there's a lot of misinformation. I just think he's another, you know, Trumpite type person. Now, granted, he's doing some great things in Florida. I, I'd say it's important for him to stay in Florida and keep Florida as a stronghold for freedom and set an example for the rest of the country. But once you kind of go into the swamp and you go to the federal aspect, Florida is no longer going to be that stronghold. And I think states kind of succeeding a little bit off of the federal system and reasserting their positions and reasserting their rights, kind of like what the Harney County individual is doing, uh, the judge is doing in Harney County, um, kind of like that, reasserting that, that we are states and we have our individual rights as a state to be able to make and do promote our laws. The federal government's really just kind of a novelty. I think essentially it should be worried about protecting our country, protecting our borders, which it's not doing. Um, and that's pretty much it. I think every state should actually start its own central bank to where they have competing banks uh, all over the country, which is how things used to be, right? And you could speculate they killed um, Lincoln because he was starting the greenback, uh, which was the competing currency against the central bank, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but we're getting off topic. But the big thing is, is if you're not on Twitter, Twitter is awesome right now. And there is there have been some conversations that I've been listening to. I haven't been joining them um, as far as having a real debate. But like, for example, this is today at 2 p.m. Free speech. So liberals and conservatives debate roundtable. This is going on right now. And... It's such a breath of fresh air to go on there and listen to these spaces because people are legitimately stating their point. They're having very cordial disagreements. They're talking about things and then they're talking about navigating through censorship, navigating the importance of the First Amendment, talking about, you know, all the topics that I know that all of you are sitting around talking about at your dinner table. This is happening on a global scale. And they're having real discussions. They're having real discussions. What should we do with Anthony Fauci now that we know that it's come out that he was behind the gain-of-function research? How do we circumvent from his grasp of power, and how do we get him in the seat in a courtroom to have a Nuremberg 2.0? These are the conversations that are happening, not just with conservatives, not just with Republicans, but Americans and people from all over the world that are open and they're pissed off and they're trying to find a redress of grievance. And the best redress of grievance that we have is public forum, public information, public debate on free, open debate, and be able to navigate these conversations. And through the court of public opinion, we can then set the precedent, change the narrative and shift everything and remove all of the power that we give these people. That's why we, the people, have so much power.
power the minute that we realize it. And it doesn't take that many people. You just have to realize that, hey, I'm not going to go along with what these news agencies are saying anymore. I'm not going to go along with what these white coats are saying anymore. I'm going to make my decision based on what I think, based on what I've learned, based on what I've researched. You don't need a scientist to tell you all the intricacies about what's good and what's bad in your life. Yes, they might have a little bit more information, but really they're just kind of a glorified burrito. At the end of the day, they're just a burrito, okay? They might have a little sour cream and a little this, little that, but it's still a freaking burrito, okay? So we got to stop giving these people so much clout and so much power because there's something instinctual within yourself that you have to, one, you have to cleanse your body from the chemical castration and chemical indoctrination that's happening all around you. Stay away from soy-based products. Stay away from high estrogen mimicking products, plastics, different things like that. Start filtering your water, trying to eat cleaner food, all of that stuff. Because all of that stuff plays a part in the ability for your brain to function, to be able to come up and make these specific decisions. So, I'm kind of getting off on a tangent, but I'm also trying to emphasize that you can do this. This can be done. It's not that hard, but it's up to you to make the decision that you do not want to be a slave. Now, it's scary. When you're no longer a slave, then you have the slave masters that you got to contend with. And that's what's happening right now. We're taking off our chains. And the massive global awakening is happening and they're trying to suppress it. They're trying to make you depressed. They're trying to kill you. They're trying to gaslight you. Anything and everything that they can to get you to sit back down. Now, what are they going to do? Global collapse. They're threatening nuclear war. I know that uh, I was just reading an article this morning. The U.S. sends infantry unit base just miles away from the Russian border in Estonia. Right? Right. The embassy wrote early December press release, a U.S. ambassador, Robert Giltrich, informed the Ministry of Defense that uh, as part of an ongoing commitment to the Baltic allies, the United States will further enhance, continue persistence of U.S. military presence in Estonia, Latvia, and Lithuania. Now, do you know where those at? Those are right on the border of Russia. So, since we're not sitting down, since we're not going quietly into the night, what do they knew? They need they need a great distraction. And this is where World War One came from. This is where World War Two. This is where the Civil War. All of these things kind of run along this same precedence. Right. So they're getting ready, folks, to launch a global war unlike the which we've never seen before. They're going to use Russia as a patsy. Uh, to initiate additional lockdowns, to initiate additional economic warfare on us, and the deindustrialization of the United States is almost complete. And are we going to let that happen, folks? Are we going to let that happen? I don't think so. We'll be right back. And now, live from an undisclosed location in FEMA Region 10, it's your host, Joshua Michael.
Welcome back to Non-Compliant America. Is this still America? Or is it soon to turn into a third world hellhole? That's the million dollar question we're all going to be asking ourselves. As over 14,000 people per day are flooding the borders as we speak right now, being curated and transported from ICE, from the Border Patrol, all over the United States, curing favor, getting uh, food vouchers, money vouchers, uh, clothes, housing, everything that they need to assure this replacement migration program that the World Economic Forum, the UN, and the globalists have initiated, which they've been doing to Europe and Sweden. You can hear about all the horror stories about Sweden and their takeover um, by the Muslim populations and how, you know, rape is up like 6,000% and just the destruction of their country and their culture is happening through replacement migration. Same with London, same with England. They're completely captured and completely handicapped from being able to respond because they are deemed as racist if they were to stand up against the racism that is invoked by the establishment, by the institutions. But people aren't going quietly into the night, are they? I don't mind being called a racist. Everybody's called a racist at some point. If, they, if, if I have an opinion that you don't like and you call me a racist, that doesn't make me a racist. I'm not racist at all, and I don't have to defend myself to you. Uh, in explaining that. If you want to call me a racist, so be it. It doesn't bother me, right? Because I know who I am, and you guys all should know who you are too. And it's the insecure ones that try to drag you down because they don't know who they are and or they're insecure about their life or, um, you know, maybe they're just not happy because they make bad decisions and it makes them bad people. So they're just angry, so they're fermenting. They see you smiling. They see you enjoying time with your family. They see you doing all of these great things. What do they want to do? They want to tear that down because it's too hard for them to look behind them and start fixing part of their life and giving their life to God and devoting to a higher power that, you know, is going to drastically help their life. They feel they've gone too far down the rabbit hole. So what do they want to do? Misery loves company. They want to drag you down. So what do they do? They call you names. But remember that old saying, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Well, that seems to be more apparent now than ever. So I guess Elon reinstated uh, the mainstream media tyrants that, uh, that cried wolf when they got censored and banned for literally doxing his real-time location uh, to the internet. Right. So it's uh, it's it's quite an interesting thing. So now I don't think, yes, if he's if they're being doxxed, absolutely. Which that means if they're if they're sending somebody's location, you know, that their private location to their friends, to their family, to their wives, to their children and putting that online, that is an immediate threat. And I think that that definitely should be banned, which that's what they do. That's how these bullies work. They find out information on you. Then they write this big old hit piece story uh, to try to get some lunatic uh, to go crazy and do something crazy, you know, and, and that's how they've been bullying people for years. 
But the cool thing is, is people don't care anymore, right? Because we're fighting back and we're realizing their tactics, which are really just CIA tactics, because it's the CIA operating in these groups. It's the CIA operating in these mainstream media organizations and Antifa organizations and these bullies that are trying to bully people into submission, into keeping their mouth shut and doing certain things. Like when we were running these anti-mask rallies and doing them uh, at the Capitol, having real traction. Our first rally, we only had about 14 people. And do you know what the premise of the rally was? Do not wear a mask. Do not comply. Right? Because I saw this miles and miles in advance of where this was going to lead. Because I know the minute that you give up your rights, you're going to fight like hell to try to give them back. So, a couple little points. I think this is an interesting article. Uh, It's by Kit Daniels. The electric car charging uh, is twice as expensive in gas as gas in Norway. So, with the dramatic rate hike of energy costs, it now costs more to charge your vehicle than it is to fill up a tank of gas. So everybody preaching to me on how great electric vehicles are. One, our grid cannot handle it, for one. If everybody had an electric vehicle today, our grid would shut down. You think we got energy problems now? Oh, yeah. Everybody just go out and get an electric car. Two, it's not sustainable. It costs way more gas to even manufacture an electric car. And the the amount of waste it costs to produce and maintain it, you need a new battery every five years. Uh, The volatility, if the battery blows up, there's a special... Uh, chemical that most fire departments don't have to put out the electric vehicle because it's a chemical fire that they're not uh, trained to do. So they just let it burn for three days. What's the, uh, what's the output on that? Where's the green police on that? Right? So I, I could talk about this. I wish I had more time, folks. There is so much going on. I wish I had more time, more than just the hour that I get. Right? Because with what Fauci's coming out, he's coming out now saying that... Uh, you know, there's absolutely nothing wrong with the vaccine. Everybody needs to get vaccine. This guy's in the limelight again, even though that, you know, a massive wave of public demand is uh, asking to put him on trial uh, for crimes against humanity, the Nuremberg 2.0 that we talked about. So here's another article, and this one drives me crazy. And it's very hard to look at. It's very hard to read. But um, there's this baby named Alex uh, that was given vaccinated blood He was given a vaccinated blood infusion, and he dies within days from a blood clot. So uh, Greg Reese does a phenomenal report on this. Uh, I'm going to post it on my my podcast link so you can listen to the report. But this poor baby, basically taken from his parents, um, and it's not the baby in New Zealand, by by the way. This is another baby. He developed a blood clot uh, days after getting the blood transfusion with tainted vaccinated blood. Now, they put him on the biggest amount of blood thinners, and he still didn't make it. Um, There was another baby in New Zealand that was literally taken from their parents. Uh, He seems to be doing fine. They did the surgery without the parental consent. And we think that there were some good nurses and doctors uh, in there actually performing the surgery that did a bait and switch because they were trying to give him vaccinated blood, even though the parents said, hey, we have donors that have what's called pure blood. 
because they're called pure bloods now uh, that you're you're not GMO because now it comes out if you got vaccinated you are a genetically modified organism and you are property based on the lot serial number of the vaccine that you took you are property of Pfizer Moderna AstraZeneca or Johnson and Johnson you are now property of them you are no longer in the eyes of the law considered a human being let that sink in you are now a genetically modified being which they don't have laws on what you can do to those genetically modified beings i'm joshua michael you're listening to non-compliant america make sure to follow me on twitter because twitter is awesome right now non-compliant us at non-compliant us you can go to noncompliantamerica.com stay vigilant folks Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.